When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for a really great future. We're talking real money. He's standing up. He's standing upright. Is one of your children propping you up from behind, Tom? Hi. <laughs> He's back. Checking. Yeah. He's no, back. I'm here. Yeah. It's You're good. here. Yeah. I bet you're jet lagged like crazy. I feel pretty good right now, but I hate to see me in a couple hours from now. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Woo. Yeah, he just Tom just got off a 15-hour flight from the Middle East to the Pacific Northwest. And thank God for business class, right, Tom? You know, I think that's one of the, I told people today, that's one of those things everybody should do at least once in their life, just to see what it's like, because it really is unbelievable. Really, I, truly. Yeah, so. yeah. I did it once a few years ago wow. to New Zealand. I got to tell you, it's the only way to travel long distances. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, That's for, for that sure. kind of flight, yeah, it really does uh, make a difference. So. Back of the bus would be bad for us old folks. Yeah. And and it has a little bit to do with our age, I think. I agree. Yeah, I concur. So, now that you're now that you're back in the saddle again and uh, rip roaring ready to go on a little financial adventure, uh tell us about your little little excursion to the Middle East. Yeah. So, I mean, many of you know, because I've already already heard from several today, that uh, my son Taylor and I went to the World Cup. We saw five matches in like eight days. Um, we hung out, probably watched another 15 on a large screen or went somewhere with other soccer people. Unlike what people in America could do. They just couldn't watch it on a big screen. You had to be in, in Doha to do that, right? I guess so. Or, or as you said, the view was probably better from your house than it was from a couple of seats we had. But that's okay, too. You're part of the action. It's fun. Um, you know, we talked to a lot of people from a range of places, you know, like Argentina, Wales, England, Missouri. I think Missouri's in this country. Missouri, yeah. Uh, yeah I, Missouri. I, I've heard of that country. <laughs> exactly. Uh, did, you, did you watch the game that Messi messed up? That Didn't Messi, he? we the first we were there for the the first game. Yeah. Um, the so dis, the Argentine, the greatest yeah, dis, disappointment in Argentine history. Yeah, I think that well, might, since uh, the Falklands War. I was going to say the Maldives <laughs> might have something to argue there. I, you know, so it, but it was for me, and the country is. Y- you can feel there. It's. They may not want to, but they're becoming more westernized. It's very modern. The food's very international. I mean, right across the street from the hotel was Kentucky Fried Chicken, Hardee's, and Krispy Kreme, which I'm proud I'd say I didn't take in any of them. And then one door down was Chili's, which I'm also proud to say I didn't do. But it's it's becoming very westernized. There's a, as you might not be surprised here, a lot of money, a lot of new buildings, a lot of new stadiums. Um, and none of that really played into what we did because we just we had a ball. We just went to games, hung out with people, talked soccer, lived soccer, saw some absolutely wonderful soccer. So it was a, a truly a great experience. The World Cup, if you're a soccer person, you know, imagine I, I think I even said this in the interview I did on the station formerly known as Como. It's kind of your birthday 
uh, Christmas and New Year's all rolled into one. It's just it's just a huge holiday. For so it was a lot of fun. Fans. For, that's what I said. If you're a yeah, soccer, if you're not, then no, don't you don't yeah. do that. Of course, no. Yeah, Wouldn't Tori and I were at a car dealer selling her car. Yeah, and because she's moving to New York, who the heck needs a car? Exactly. And we were sitting there, and, and the game was on. And we were we were in CarMax for a while. We were in there for like forty five minutes. The game was on, and the t- the game was zero zero. Yeah. And we watched for a while, and and Tori goes, "What's the score?" I said, zero, 0. She goes, "It's still zero zero. Who's ahead? Yeah, okay. it's still zero. And then we went in and did all the papers to sell her car, still and we come back up, zero zero. Still zero zero. She goes. This is a boring sport. Yeah. So, I mean, you have, and that's a <laughs> typical American, you know, yeah. sort of provincial view. You have to appreciate other things from the game other than scoring or you don't enjoy it. I agree. So this is kind of like watching ballet with a round ball. Yeah. A, a good way to put it. And you can see why I was not a very successful player. Maybe <laughs> <Right>. better <laughs> Ballet and I don't get along really well. So it was a great trip. You know, again, uh, in four years, it's here in the United States and Canada and Mexico. So I'll be attending that. And then my son was like, what about eight years? I said, getting kind of old. And I was one of the older people at the games that we attended as well. So we'll see how it all goes for eight years from now, but I recommend it to soccer folks anywhere. Terrific experience. Well, we're excited you're back because our poor listeners have suffered through a four day long drought. You know, they no didn't feel that way at home when real, I showed up last night. <laughs> no talking real money for the past four days. Ooh. Now, we know because of some serious scientific study, double-blind tests, uh, Nielsen reports. I mean, we went, we've, we did, we did, did you say double-blind test? Do you double are talking, blind. Yeah, you we are all talking sat about my our, refereeing. Thing. We all okay. sat around, yeah, we all sat around with our eyes closed. Ah, good. Okay. Um, and uh, we determined that if you go five days, the withdrawal symptoms from talking real money can be debilitating. Really? Therefore, bad. we dragged Tom out of his near coma, <laughs> propped him up in the studio. And I'm going to have turkey in a minute here, too. That might oh, not help. Great. Add imagine. a little tryptophan <laughs> yeah, to that not? mix. Go so down. we decided that we would give you a, a show to break up the absence. Oh. But because we didn't do a radio show this past weekend because of the Thanksgiving holiday and, of course, Tom being in Doha, uh, we don't have our normal Monday and Tuesday podcasts, so this is a special Monday podcast. Don't don't get used to this. They're going to go back to being the same old dull, boring radio shows. So don't get used to all this greatness that you're experiencing today. <laughs> when does that kick in exactly? And then, and then Tuesday, there there will not be a podcast, and then we'll have podcasts as normal from there on on uh, Wednesday, right. Thursday. Cyber Monday. Friday. You know, you can't expect one on Tuesday. I get that. Makes sense. Yeah. People are resting up from, I mean, come on, from Freaky Friday and Cyber Monday or yeah. whatever they're called. Small Business Saturday, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. They're worn out. They're yeah. just worn out. They've shopped, except the only person I know who is still not worn out from shopping, Guess my who? wife. I was going to say. She's one of the she's one of the original and she's one of the old school. I'll go to the stores and look around for she a long time. She was at Target for 7 hours <laughs> no! on Friday. Oh my goodness. Oh, she yeah. she is out she was out shopping. She well, thankfully she was not out shopping on f- f- Saturday. We hung out with our daughter, helped her pack. On Sunday she was shopping. Wow. And now it's Monday, guess where she is? shopping again you got it yeah i mean i last literally seven minutes i could not do seven hours wouldn't even be close so i am always scoping out the nearest chair that's why i love nordstrom (sighs) yeah good night nordstrom (sighs) either has a chair or a bar and boy piano one or the other 
the 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 second one is really wonderful. Okay, so here we go. Let's get the money part of the show started because this is a gritty, interesting topic. It is. This is about incentives. Incentives to work in all kinds of ways because everybody is incentivized to work in one way or another. But which incentives work for work and which don't work for work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of works in there. It was this is a piece that you found from the Washington Post, which is fascinating because, and and I mean, we've publicly said this our advisors are not incentivized to write deals. Now that said, they do make more money when <laughs> I hate to steal this from somebody else. I mean, Fisher? when our clients make are, more are money, are you stealing this from Fisher investments? <laughs> because they get, they get our advisors do get a part the percentage of the money, the fees that our clients generate. Wait, hold on a minute. Hard stop for a second. Yeah. I want to thank Ken Fisher though, for running all of those ads. Yeah. Because they really do help little firms like littler firms like ours, littler yeah. compared to him. I think Isn't it's kind the, of it misleading. All those questions, but all those questions they ask, do you, do you yeah. rely on commissions? No. Exactly. Uh, and it is a little misleading. We do better when you do better, but it's I true. I hate that. That sounds like a hedge fund or something. I know, but it is Ooh. true in a way. In a way. All right. So let's go Let's so, go on and talk I mean, about that, this thing. I, yeah, we will. But again, I do want to, I mean, so we're, we're pretty open with the fact that our folks get paid a percentage of the fees that their, their clients pay. Right. And I, that was something that goes way back to when I started working with Paul Merriman. When I came in the door, we changed it to that because I said, people need to be incentivized to grow the how many folks they're helping, et cetera, to build a more well, successful practice. Well, they need practice. to be incentivized to do the, what they believe are the best practices for the client. Correct. Because, again, they do move in lockstep. You're going to make more money as an advisor if your client's making more money. Indeed. But in this business, in the financial services sector, financial incentives, it would not surprise you, are huge. And there, so many of them are poor incentives for the client. Uh, I mean, there's so many uh, products that have quotas. There's so many sales contests where if you sell a certain amount of this mutual fund or a certain amount of this insurance product, you get more. And those products, and we know this over and over again, generally are not very good for the client, but they are terrific for the house. Right? I mean, they're great for the broker-dealer well, because they make them more money. And the reason this whole thing, this article was written was because if you remember back a few years ago, Wells Fargo was opening millions of unauthorized or fake accounts. Their employees were forging signatures, moving money from real accounts into fake accounts they set up. And uh, it was it was a huge, huge scam for which Wells Fargo settled, paid more than $3 billion to yeah. settle claims. And what? It, but it turns out, though, you don't get updated on these. Here's the update yeah, on this. Yeah, that's the interesting part is you sometimes- I always want updates, don't you? When, uh, when these stories happen, you yep. want to know what, what, did they, what did they find? How did find? they fix it? What was the problem with the system? Well, yeah. the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, looked into this and they found- that it was the Wells Fargo incentive system hmm. where they incentivized people. They gave the money to open more accounts. The more accounts they opened, the more money they got. So that to to make that money, they 
they turned a little crooked. No, they turned a lot crooked. They opened they secretly thousands. opened accounts yeah. to hit their sales targets. Yeah, this is terrible. It isn't. It is terrible. You know, the thing came out of that article that was interesting is it said incentives do not, do not produce long-term changes in behavior. In other words, people, yeah, I'll go, I'll go open those new accounts. I'll do that, whatever today. But in the long haul, I may or may not change my behavior. And in the article, it also, <laughs> I love this quote, money brings out the worst in people. Nah, I don't know if that's always true, but it certainly can it's, well, lead it's to bad true behavior. too much, Yeah, Tom. And, and, in our industry especially. Oh, so God. then the question always becomes, and we met with some great people here recently that are going to become clients, and, and, and one of the comments that the person who's going to become a client said was, you guys seem ethical. You seem to care about the client. You, you want people to do better. And you'd like to think that that's everybody in this industry, but it's not again, doesn't it, it, it's not on your side. How do you fix this? How do you make, how do you do things so that you're more likely to end up ahead? Well, number one, we've talked about this many times and you know, the language cause you've heard it before, but you only ever, ever, ever hire a 100% fiduciary. That is Wait, people let's who add are duly fee registered. Only fiduciary yeah. to fee Thank only. You. People who are, um, you know, again, always required to put your interests ahead of theirs. Always. Because most of this industry is not. Most of this industry today, because they want to be able to say they're fiduciaries, is duly registered. They can do both. And that goes ends up back where we just talked about with the quotas and the sales contests and the products that aren't very, very good. And you want to hire ethical organizations, truly. Uh, and then that's hard. One, it is hard. How do you figure that out? Yeah. I mean, our friend Paul Merriman told me once it's really hard to see in someone's heart. I mean, really, at the end of the day, what are they doing this just for the money? I think you and I have pretty well said that, yes, we're well paid, but I'm not at... I don't wake up in the we're morning thinking about how I'm going to make uh, money. Excuse me, but at our age, we're not as well paid as point. we would be if we had done the things that most of the financial services well, industry people do. Yeah, we had the op- we have had the opportunity sure. at many many points in our career. We've had we've had it since we started the former company formerly known as Vestry. We've had all of these opportunities. Yep. We could be we could True. be making seven or eight figures a year. I'm working on that deal right now. We we'll talk about that later. To, if we, and and and, and <laughs> you know, I this is the first time in my life I've consistently been in the six figures. I'm not we're near seven. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, no, that's not and that is that's unlikely happen. to happen in our lives. So yeah, I mean again, those are the things I think you should consider. Um, and, and never, ever, ever work with somebody who is uh, frankly a broker dealer, because that is where these incentives can be played out. We've seen it time and time again, where people end up with products that again, are not in the interest of the client, but are in interest of the house and in interest of the person selling for the broker dealer, the the non-fiduciary. I have a really great question that I just thought of recently. That really, if they respond truthfully, and that's always a question. Sure. When, with people in this industry, the financial industry, if they answer honestly, we'll tell you everything you need to know about your advisor. And here's the question Do you or your firm ever receive a commission for any product at all? Yeah. Period. That and how exactly do you get paid? I think people that, are, don't want to answer either of those questions, yeah, then I would be, I don't think it's probably an ethical organization. 
period. You have to be willing to tell people, here's how much we get paid. Here's where we have to collect our fee and do that up front. If you're not, then I think I, I struggle hiring you. Absolutely. <laughs> did you? No, you've been gone. Did you download any of the podcasts from last week and listen to them? I did not. Oh, got to listen to Tuesday's podcast. Last Tuesday's podcast. What's the? What was last Tuesday? Last Tuesday was the 22nd of November. Yeah, go check that one out at the end of the show after you were gone. Oh, no, I did hear the end of that because I was curious to see how the way you're going to handle it. I got a call from agent. an insurance agent. Yeah, and you you came back on and I said, just Here asked him a couple know. of questions. Yep, and he didn't want to answer them. What was, what, he, what, what, what's your commission? Doesn't matter. What's your, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I made 38% dance, in one year. They dance around. If they're dancing around the questions, just if they don't offer straight. them immediately, and, that, and that's a great example of a guy yep. dancing around the questions. If they don't just say, no, we don't take commissions at all, and we'll put that in writing. It's in our ADV. We don't take commissions. If they can't honestly say that to you without hesitation, without backpedaling, without, uh, without kind of shucking and jiving a little, run away. And I think you used the word disingenuous in your response to him. And I thought that was exactly, that's the right word in that instance completely. So just, this is, these are what, these are those simple lessons. And, but we the reason we repeat them over and over again is because every single day of the week that we're now every single day of the week, practically, we discover that you're not doing it. Even well, if you've listened to us for years. And we just, I mean, we just got, I have many emails to respond to. Obviously I did some of them while I was on the road because my son slept in and I got up every day at six 30, but many questions still about here's my guy. Here's what he put me in. Is this a hundred percent fiduciary? And how many times, time, how many time, times you should keep track. I should, because most of the time people they're asking it, but I get the sense that they already know the answer. And the answer is I, I no. I really think you should try to recreate or from this date forward, somehow keep a a, a, a ledger that says, okay, here's a, here's a person who had a great portfolio of fiduciary. Here are the people who didn't. Yeah. Most of the time, it's, it's, it's the latter. It, I, I, I hate to say it. It is somebody sent us a very long email uh, over the weekend, and I'm going to get to a couple of these here in a second, but a very long one with all of the products in them. Some of the mutual funds had expense ratios close to two. Does that sound like a fiduciary? I mean, you no, as a matter of fact, that should be, Ill- that, I, I, I got to tell you, that should almost be illegal. Otherwise it should, it should, it should come with a black label, you know, a black warning <laughs> label, a red thing that says, beware, ridiculously high annual fees inside. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it ridiculous. So, and, and most of the time, again, when they write us, they kind of already know, but they want to hear somebody else say it. Well, he said it. That, but okay. that, see, that's, that's validating. That's, that's encouraging them to take the next step because you're never a hundred percent sure, particularly no. when it's somebody with whom you've had a wonderful uh, relationship. Yeah. And maybe the relationship started from another family member or started yeah. from somebody you met at a social occasion or started from somebody who was a friend of a friend or started from somebody, maybe you met at church or something like that. So of an affinity. Rotary and like, club, I, I, yeah. I just trust those people. I know them. They're good people. They may yeah. be good people, but they're not acting in your best interest. They're good people in their personal life, but in their business life, if they're doing these things, then they are at the very least, as I said, disingenuous. I think that's a very good word. 
Yep. Now, you have questions. I do. He has questions. Lots of them. Boy, lots we got of lots questions. of emails. Yeah. Turns out when he's you... asking questions, <laughs> and I guess I have to answer them. I think I hope you'll do fine with these. This one comes from Joseph in Litchfield, M.E. I think that's Maine. Maine. Okay. I was kind of wondering. I you thinking. know, my wife has trouble with the M ones. M E. Yeah. M- M- Missouri. M- so what's Jim- Missouri? M O. M M O. That makes Minnesota, sense. Minnesota. M N. And M. Yeah, I knew Mississippi. That, so. M S, yep. Michigan M I. Look at you! You're are you reading this from somewhere? You're really I just on a know roll them. here. Wow, good for you. Uh, okay, so Joseph from Litchfield and oh, what's uh, Massachusetts? Is it M A? Yes. Okay. Before my before my my flagging brain exactly just goes to mush. All right, dear uh, Don and Tom, I'm relatively new to your podcast. Love the show. Good mix of information with some humor to make it entertaining. I have a unique question I have not heard answered on any podcast I listen to. Probably a common issue in today's market. little background, 51, contributing to HSA 401k and IRA. Normally an index investor. I love that. Normally oh, no. an index normally investor. Normally an normally. index investor. Yeah, okay. He's qualifying. Well, uh-huh. Normally right. I do good. Anyway, uh, but I contributed 7000 to a Roth IRA for a play account in air quotes, play account. Um, though I have another, no, pardon me. A Roth, I said Roth IRA, right? Roth IRA, 7,000 individual stocks. Though I have another Roth, I opened a new account just for this purpose. The account has three stocks, two of which have declined rather substantially. And one that's about broken even the value now from the 7,000 is 5,500. Uh, question, question. I know that if you made a Roth contribution, you have to pay taxes on any gain if you decide to, you know, recharacterize it. Being that I'm in a loss position, can I undo the Roth, recognize the loss, and contribute seven thousand again to get the account fully funded for 2022? Oh gosh, this is way too easy. Hold on, <laughs> let me pause. Think let me just through. pause for effect. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, exactly right. Push no. push the tongue now, against your teeth and now, say now, no. Now, now, one of the best things, I think one of the best things, best parts about being alive is learning. I love to learn. Every day I take, I, I look for some sort of a little class or a, a thing online that I can learn something. My wife cracked a, an Easter egg that her mother got her that was, I mean, a Christmas Aww. egg. It was a decorated egg. Aww. And it was the one, it was from her, from her her late mother and and she dropped it yesterday oh and it was all broken and she was very upset and yeah. so i watched a video online about how ukrainians fix seriously ukrainians those, those broken, eggs painted yeah. eggs yeah so every day i like to learn i love and to learn did you fix and the egg not yet oh okay. i, I gotta get the sticky glue from the, the how craft many store. pieces is it in three it's only three. Oh, well, that's not, not bad, bad. Okay. anyway um this is to our correspondent in yes. ME. Yes. Consider this a learning experience, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, the idea that you can recharacterize a Roth IRA with losses in it and get a tax break. Yeah, no. Think that one through. That's now, not happening. And please stop playing with yeah. your retirement money. Yeah. R- That's, come the, on. Last That's, That's the last yeah, place you want to retire. That's the last place you want to play. Yeah, yeah. Just take open a brokerage account and trade some stocks if you have to, I guess. And don't. But you don't. But but let me. Okay. I need to do this again. I know we're going to run long today. This is so important. If you need to gamble, 
go to Las Vegas or Atlantic City or an Indian reservation. Or, or I got a new one for you, another one. What, what? The camel races. I watched no, camel we're not races. Doing the cam- don't go to no. You know they don't even have jockeys flight. on them anymore. Now they it's fascinating. They are they have cars that are driving. This is no this is serious. Alongside the track and the remote controlling the pretend jockey to make the camel go. Fa- this is not this is serious. Camel races, man. I didn't know there was such a thing. Did so you go to go. one? No, I didn't. I saw watch it on TV. Okay, back to my original point. Add the camel races. I don't and I'm okay re- with it. Go. You were talking about places gambling. to gamble so your money. I, I want to gamble on the stock market. You got ah. what? $10,000 you can lose? If you can afford to lose $10,000 in Vegas and you let a casino know, I got 10 grand. I'm playing this 10 grand. Yeah. They're putting you in a nice room. Uh, okay. They're- really? 10,000 will do that? 10,000. If you're going to blow you put 10 it on grand. De- if you put that on deposit when you get there, they'll get you a nice room. I, 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 some of the hotels, right, they're still. That. That's okay. that. That's most of the people who come in are pikers. Yeah, no, they're not going to blow that. But that I always thought the high rollers with the nice places had to do like no, you don't have grand. to be high roller. Oh, you just okay. have to be a roller. Okay, you right. just have to. They they just need to see that you're willing to lose ten grand, which because they know. Guess what? They know they'll win it. You're going to lose your ten yeah. grand if you're willing to put it all in black. So good luck. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, uh, another question from Jim in. Beautiful Duval, Washington. Great place. And it w- happens to be a, yeah. right down the road here. My 401k sent plan documents outlining that there's an annuity offering from Allianz. There doesn't appear to be a surrender fee, but there's an annual fee charged on your DOB. I thought, is that date of birth? I'm assuming 2%, he says. Um, you can take in-service distributions you want, but there's a market value adjustment, which they say can be positive or negative. Little of, like, pardon me, like other investment options, you can add money to it each year, each pay period, blah, blah, blah. This looks like it's okay, but I don't think Don and Tom would approve. There are details, and he gave us the um, the click-through to the Allianz uh, fixed index annuities product that they're offering in his 401k. Don? In his 401k? Yeah. You've got to be choking. No, we know those are coming. They've talked about this before. Ick, icky, icker. That is just a terrible, terrible choice. The fees are ridiculous. They're only going to give you a tiny portion of what the market does on the upside, even if they, you know, when they protect you a little bit on the downside. Big deal. Who's going to end up winning in the long run with these kind of products? You it mentioned you. something about Las Vegas taking your money just a moment ago. Well, they're going to take your money here. Did, did, did he say he had other choices? Oh, yeah, there's other choices, but this is something they they recently added from no, Allianz. No, you, you and every other tell every other employee with whom you work, every one of them, that this is a what's a good word? Because it's totally legal. Yes, it is legal, but it is it outrageous, is misleading. Their their sales pitches are misleading. The realities are far different than the assumptions that they verbally assail you with. Uh, it is not, uh, I I've been through the pitch so many times. We I've just talked so- about this on the podcast recently again. And again, why are you getting, why we don't like the product anyway, but why do you need a, an annuity inside of a 401k anyway? You have tax deferral there as it is. Doesn't make any Plus, sense to me. Of all the products, I think the one I hate the most, and it's not because it's the worst. I think it's because it's the most misleading 
uh, is the indexed annuity in any f- in any shape, form, or function? I think that people who sell them uh, are at least every single pitch I've ever heard for one was mostly a big. It was it was a lie. It was a lie because it was often a lie by omission. They'll show you just the 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 change in value of the S and P five hundred and tell you how bad things have been along the way and neglect to throw in the effect of dividends because it makes their product look worse if they throw in dividends. It makes their product look terrible if you throw yeah, in dividends. Because they anyway, no reason to get back into those. But uh Jim, no, this is not a product that you need, nor this is a product you should get anywhere near anywhere but in your especially in your 401k i wouldn't do it thanks for your questions we really appreciate them you can send them in at 855 or you can send them in at talkingrealmoney.com or you can call them in at 855-935-TALK also at talkingrealmoney.com if you would like to spend a little time with one of our handy dandy fiduciary 100 advisors 100 including by the way now that Tom's back from Doha, he's going to make extra time for all of you. Absolutely. Count um, me in. I was, in fact, I went online and looked and, and there is a, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a block of Saturday appointments available every Saturday. Yeah. Is that you? That's me. Oh, Book that's them so in. funny. I love so, it. Yeah. So go to uh, meet an advisor at talkingrealmoney.com. And, and that's, the, I want, I want to make this really clear. We do not manage money for free. Nope. That would be really bad for us, but we do manage it for a fair price, but we do want to make sure everybody gets help. We know a lot of people will never be our clients. It's okay. We're not upset about that. We're fine with it. We don't try to sell you stuff and we certainly don't try to sell you on something you don't need. So you know, you're just going to get help. So go to talkingrealmoney.com or you can also call 800-386-3004. That's our office number, 800 800- 386-3004. And remember, Tuesday, no podcast. Tuesday, the 29th, no That's podcast. Right. Yep. Uh, then once we, uh, the 30th and, and on, you just won't be able to get rid of us. So tell your friends, your family, your acquaintances, anybody you bump into on the street. Just, you know, you run into somebody accidentally walking down the street, you go, talking real money. Talk Instead of talking saying, excuse money. me, talking just say real talking money. real money. I think that's, <laughs> that's what we great. should do. I agree. It's the new excuse me. Oh, hi. Uh, talking real money. Do, can I have a minute? Talking real money. <laughs> You're going to make a lot of fans over this holiday. I'm just going to say aloha, doha. Hope to see you all again sometime soon. How's You're that? not going back to no, Doha. Never, I will never return. Never return no, to Doha. Sorry. It's like me. I'm never going back to New Zealand. Sorry. <laughs> kind it's of wonderful. sad. I, I liked know, it. I, I know. All right. Me too. But it, all right. it all worked go. out. See Here we go. Here we go. Thanks. We got to end this. Yep. Tom, that's Tom over there in the aircraft hangar. Forgot to mention that. I'm Don down here in Florida where it's nice and warm. And almost every day we hang out with you talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?